Today, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. Direct TV Stream brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part? There's no annual contract. So stop waiting and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Yo, yo. I go by the name of Pharrell from the Neptunes. And I just want to let y'all know I'm your push. The world is about to feel something that they never felt before. Come on. What up, what up, what up, what up, San Antonio, Corpus, Laredo, Austin, Del Rio, people down the whole 305 South Florida region. You are tuned in here to the Thursday edition of the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey. Sam spinning the one and twos. We are broadcasting here from the Rounders Card Club Studios, and today's show is being presented by Hazel Sky and Smoke Shop, San Antonio's number one premier upscale smoke shop. And this first segment of the day is going to be sponsored by Way to Grow. Way to Grow is a full-service landscaping company that can handle all your residential or commercial needs. That is Way to Grow, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. 736-9760, like always, if you know what you want to talk about, it's open phone lines, anything that is sports-related. I just ask you to be patient during the breaks and segments, and I'll get to the phone calls accordingly. And also, don't forget, um, now that we have the official Sports Grind um, Twitter page back up and active, so you can at me, um, at Sports Grind. Uh, if you're not following me now, uh, go ahead and get in. If you want to uh, be interactive during the show and fire me off a tweet, let me know. Be patient with me because I'm, I'm Johnny Become Lately through this whole thing, you know? I've, I've fought it off forever, but, you know... It is just what it is, you know. Told you a lot of things are going to be, I mean, not too much different, but things will be different going forward. And speaking of that, tomorrow, um, make sure you check the, uh, tune in with me on the 3 o'clock hour, top of the hour. We'll go ahead and uh, I'll reveal the process where we're at and the producer that uh, I've chosen to bring on board that will be effective with the starting Monday. And then um, I'll keep you updated there on the uh, co-host situation here soon or shortly after that okay so with all that said what's up sam not much my man how we doing today doing all right doing all right it's thursday another day closer to the weekend not too hot outside you know we've been rained out you know for the last week and a half or so so um doing okay can't complain can't complain definitely got some things to talk about in the sports world uh today um, you know, of course, uh, you know, we've got a series on our hands now. Um, I'll get to that here shortly. Speaking of the uh, NBA finals, um, British Open, I'll have a British Open update for you. I know my guy Jordan Speed fired a 65 today. Um, he shot a 65. So last time I checked, that put him right in about second. Um, I'll give you a leaderboard update here shortly. You have that going on. Uh, college. I definitely want to, a couple of things, you know, this is around conference media day. You got Big 12 media day. You got SEC. This is the time of the year that we start having media days. Um, and any type of um, rule changes or anything like that will definitely be brought to the light during media day. 
And um, the word out of today, um, you know, Big 12 is looking to crack down on taunting and uh, really zero in on, zero in on the whole hook them down situation, which to me, you know, I don't know, man. I I mean, there's a lot of ways to look at that. I don't like it. You know, I know it's, you know, getting mixed reviews out there. Um, I do think we're in a different time where it's sensitive to sportsmanship. You know, it's, I mean, to me, the people that kind of make these rules up or go along these rules, sometimes I question, and I don't want to be that guy, that radio guy, or that, you know, that whole athlete type, oh, you never played this game, and you don't know, and you never been through it. I don't want to be that guy, but the truth of it is, some of these rules, it, you know, especially for this, again, you know, there's times and places, and there's levels to everything in life. You've always heard me preach this on this airwaves as long as I've done this show, but I do feel like there's levels in regards to where you treat Pop Warner, middle school, high school, and then college. I think by the time you get in college, I mean, the people that make these rules, I feel like, you know, have you ever competed or been in competition in sports in the middle of a two-hour, three-hour Saturday or uh, anything, a golf mat, golf 18 holes, tennis, one-on-one, box, anything, soccer, to know that when you get to that level of college, Division One, especially talking about football, these are young men. They're not all the way fully matured. I get it, but they're but they're in adulthood, and this is part of the – within the game. It's part of the, the talk and the trash. I know this comes down to another one of those things that it's like, yo, is this generation soft? Is this and that? The other way I read into this, it lets you know Texas still runs the Big 12. All right. I mean, from a from a, a political standpoint, a business standpoint. I mean, you told I told you all we talked. I remember years ago when the whole Longhorn Longhorn Network and the whole Big Twelve didn't. You know, most of the other conference really centered on the network for all its members. Okay, you know, Notre Dame had their independent deal with NBC forever before even you know the likes of ESPN, Fox, and all these people start throwing around bees. Uh, and I'm honeybees. I'm talking about bees and billions and stuff like that for TV rights. Um, so, you know, Texas at that time said, nah, you know what? We feel like we're bigger than Oklahoma. Our brand is bigger than Oklahoma. So we're going to do our own network. You know, it, it's been in the last 10 or 15 years, it's really, you know, they've let the Big 12 know that they still run things. This is obviously in my opinion, coming really from some of the powers of be that on the Texas side and representing this. I mean, the hook'em is, is, I mean, I mean, 70 miles separates me from down there. Okay. Got friends that went to UT, graduated from UT. I get it. The whole hook'em down and all that. But when you get to the Red River, you're talking OU and you're talking all this and it's the hook'em thing. And you got 40, 50,000 people, Texas alumni giving you the hook'em and hook'em Bevo. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with the Sooner Booner just saying, hey, horns down? I mean, we know it's not related to any type of gang situation or any type of violence. I mean, what's wrong with with just the traditional trash talk hook up down? I mean, if the coach, if the opposing coach that's coaching against UT, I mean, if he doesn't have a problem with it, if his players don't have a problem with it, 
then what's the big deal? Because they can spin this to me that this is really trying to button up on taunting. I mean, we've already seen, I mean, they've already kind of done this across college in general in regards to the taunt situation. But when the Big 12 tells me this is a situation about taunting, nah, man, this is really about there's a certain program uh, that resides in our state capital and it's burnt orange and it's Texas. And if they got a problem with certain things, that's a collective whole as a conference, they're going to pretty much get their way and they're going to win, regardless of what their product looks like on the football field. Has nothing to do really with that aspect. The money and the draw and due to the fact of who the University of Texas is, it doesn't matter whether they're burning through coaches at the NF, at the college level, football level. It doesn't matter. It, it, if there's something in regards to revenue split up, TV stuff, and like, oh, by the way, we don't want to see no more hook them down. They're going to get it done. They'll get it done. What do you think? You think Texas Tech can basically step up and, and, and have a problem with saying they get anything done? Kansas State, TCU, Baylor for that most part, and even OU, a program that has been to already, what, two, two or three Final Fours already? Yeah, about four. Texas hasn't even been to one yet. But it doesn't matter, though, because they still run the Big 12. They always probably will run the Big 12, regardless of what they're probably – and that's the reason why there's so much pressure – on that job, it's still one of the top coveted jobs in football in NFL and colleges, University of Texas. But that's why it's so much pressure on a guy like Sark coming in, even though he went through the rehabilitation program, which is Alabama and Nick Saban down in Tuscaloosa. Still got a lot of pressure on him. Okay? Whoever does it. I mean, because there's obviously something in the water in Texas when it comes to football. It's not money. It's not a lack of resources, not a lack of facilities. It's it's something that's going on that there's a disconnect with the top blue star. And I'm not saying they're not getting any blue chip players, but it's something to that that's in the water that is allowing this program to yet to find that one coach to kind of get it over the hump of the expectations. You know, it's not good enough just to be in the Big 12 championship game. You got to win it. You know, OU has been in a few Final Fours already. You know, um, they're the two cream of the crop programs in the Big 12 when you talk about it. You know, when you go back over the last 15, 20 years at least, probably even longer than that. It's longer than that. I'm just talking really in the last 15, 20 years. So, um, yeah, make no mistake about it, man. That's a Texas rule. That's Texas powers of be griping and complaining behind about the whole hook them down situation to get that done. So you can react to that as well, too. Uh, also, we've got some boxing news as well, too. NFL news got Richard uh, Sherman. His stuff is starting to develop. More details coming out about that. When we get back, we'll get to Chris's phone call as well. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Hazel Sky and Smoke Shop. We'll be back. Turn me up in the headphones. Like that. 
All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Sam Spin, the one and twos, your number is 736-9760. Don't forget you can uh, give me out on Twitter as well, at Sports Grind. Uh, this next segment is going to be sponsored by First Serve Tennis. First Serve Tennis has been serving the San Antonio area for over 25 years. They have all the name brand and rackets and apparel as well. And don't forget, they offer same-day racket restringing as well, professional racket restringing. That is First Serve Tennis, official sponsor of the sports guy. Also, a couple other things on the docket that uh, to try to bounce back and forth. Uh, you know, we've got a, a date set already on the Wilder uh, Fury situation. We got a date set on October. I think the ninth is where it's at. I think, um, but we've got that going on. Also, speaking of colleges, I tell you about the rule, the whole taunting situation with the Big Twelve. Another thing that's come across my radar that we haven't really talked about on the show. We touched on it briefly. A week ago, in regards to about the the ruling on the higher courts about uh, the athletes being able to profit off their likeness, um, I came across something this morning. The, these deals that are starting to be made, I wanted to look at some of these. It's it. The, some of these deals are, <laughs> I mean, they're getting uh, they're getting up there. It's it's going to be. It's definitely going to be different. Um, the college landscape, especially from the football. And the basketball side is going to be different. And and just something as simple as this rule change, which should have always been. I mean, they I've always been an advocate. We preached on this show that I have no problem with college athletes getting paid uh, off their likeness or endorsements or things like that. But these are some impressive deals coming through. Also on the NFL side, besides the off the field situation, I mean, you have Dwayne Haskins back in the news. His wife has been uh, arrested and booked for an incident that happened earlier this month on a domestic violence situation um, in Vegas. I want to touch on that as well, too. And Jim Kelly, the great Jim Kelly, you've heard me over the years always reference, whenever we've talked uh, offense in NFL on this show, I've always referenced sometime or another to that K-Gun offense back in the 90s, you know, kind of the first of its kind. The the, the hurry-up and the up-tempo offense is, uh, you know, we've got – you talk about this whole thing we say now is about giving them flowers. That, that up-tempo, hurry-up offense was birthed by Marv Levy and Jim Kelly, okay? Um, and it kind of came about – I won't say by accident, but it was like one of those they they kind of they they implemented it like toward the end of the season, like before they went on their playoff run. It was like, hey, you know what? Why don't you know they were they were behind in this game, and you know they just said, hey, we need to hurry up, and they were very successful. I forgot who the opponent was, but it parlayed over to the final the next season, and then that's when that whole three years, four years straight trip to the Super Bowl took off. But Jim Kelly said that Josh Allen's going to break all his records. Said without a doubt he's gonna he's gonna shatter all my records. And I'm like, hold on, Jim, wait a minute, man. Let, let, let's not. I mean, like I said, I and I don't want to come across because I've already had messages over the past over the last couple months. You know, when I'm talking about the Patriots that from Buffalo fans, people think I hate Buffalo. I'm like, look, man, I'm the one that told y'all three years ago Buffalo was coming, that they were the team that's about to you know turn the corner. That was before Josh Allen had his breakout party. But before we – and, you know, Jim's a good guy, you know, hell of a fighter, you know, battling cancer. He's gone through some serious surges over the years, giving the good fight. Um, he, he's tough as nails. Um, and I know he's a very humble human being, but I'm thinking like, you know, Don Beebe, Reed, I, hold on now. 
I mean, I got, you know, Diggs has showed me leaving Minnesota that Diggs could be that guy. You know, I doubted if Diggs could really be a number one. He was probably one of the better things that ha- ever happened to Josh Allen, was probably part of Josh Allen's getting over that hump or exploding in his third year going forward. But let's just pump the brakes a little bit. That was an impressive offense. And I, and I haven't looked at Jim Kelly's stat books in Buffalo. I'm not that in, de- in depth to it. But I will tell you, let's they, they need to worry about the Patriots first. I mean, I, I think, you know, I like Buffalo, but it's, it's, it's shocking to me that, and I get it, you know, coming from the COVID season and all that, there's people that, hey, you know, that, I mean, look, I, you know, Patriots dominated that division for a while. And some of them games they won against Buffalo really hadn't, didn't have anything. Tom Brady wasn't even on the field. I'm just telling you that is a division that's on the uprise. Miami won 10 games last year with a quarterback that they're not even 100% bought into. Um, Bill Belichick has went out and spent over $160 million. They got two of the best tight ends in free agency that was on the free agent market. You know, uh, that's going to help Cam. Cam has basically came out this morning and say, this is make or break time for me with the Patriots this season. I get what Jim was saying, but I'm like, hold up, man. There's a lot of Bills love. Not really wrong with it. You know, Bills is one of those teams that, you know, small market, lovable Bills, won't choke like the Buffalo Bills, as my man Ice Cube once said. But hold on when we talk about the K-Gun offense and breaking records. Okay? Josh Allen's coming off an MVP season. Buffalo's not sneaking up on anybody, you know? What you got, Sam? He's itching his face. What you got? Well, the it's it's so easy to think, okay, yeah, Jim Kelly set records that were, you know, unattainable because of right. that offense. But right. because the game has changed so much. True. Like like Josh Allen's season last year, okay. he threw for almost 1,000 yards more than Jim Kelly ever did in a season. Well, see, that's why, that's why I need that kind of information because in, in, in my head, I'm like, Okay, hold on. But, you know, when I first heard this, I didn't even just forget what the stat you just said, just through the fact that you broke down how the game has changed. And that's what it is. Yeah, I mean, yeah. just looking at the you know, Josh, Josh Allen had 4,500 yards last year on uh, 396 completions, and Jim Kelly had 3,800 on only 304 completions. See, there you go. So, I mean, it's just... But see, when you're right. When You know, I didn't even take an aspect of the game change, but see, I'm the... You know, I'm the old school guy, man. When I that's my era. When I grew up, I'm very defensive, even though I have nothing to do of any fandom whatsoever with Buffalo. But I, everybody knows I'm a shield guy. I'm an NFL guy. I'm the old school guy that's gonna protect it. Like, hold on, wait a minute. That's my first reaction. So off you the know, top of your head, school. where do you think Josh Allen is right now on the Bills' all time passing record? You know what? I wouldn't be surprised, Sam, if he's high because, I mean, other than Jim Kelly, I mean, I know he had Doug Flutie. We've had uh, – there's a list of uh, interchangeable – especially since Kelly retired, they went through. So it wouldn't shock me if he's already, what, in the top three of all time? Top Close. He's he's top, sixth. Sixth. But he's just yeah. barely behind Bledsoe That's crazy. for fifth. That's crazy. And for, then this is also an organization – like Ryan Fitzpatrick is fourth. Wow. So, I mean, it really falls off after, uh, you know, Jim Kelly and Jack Kemp. You know what? I wonder how protected is, and you don't have to answer it now, but if you find it through some course in the next couple of seasons, I wonder how protected Thurman Thomas records are in Buffalo. Like, see, you're making good sense to me now when you say, well, wait a minute. First of all, the rules have changed. That's one. Number two, Josh Allen has just completed his third year, and he's already six. 
So I wanted Thurman Thomas because, you know, he— Those he, records he, won't be touched. Okay. I yeah. mean, him and OJ yeah. are, are double anybody. They're double the next closest people at the top of that career rushing list for the Bills. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but I'm just old. I, I get defensive real quick. Like, hold on, man. That that at the top of my head, I'm not looking at the fact that Sam is. I'm just old school guy, man. I have my, my whole goatee's great. Well, because it doesn't sound. Everywhere. It doesn't huh. sound like it should be right. Like it doesn't sound exactly. like Josh Allen should have a season where he threw for 800 more yards than the most Jim Kelly ever did in a year. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but a lot of that too is health also. I mean, it's going to be the health of Josh Allen. I mean, he's a big kid. He's physical. I mean, he uses his legs a lot. I mean, you know, his accuracy percentage is really what changed Did a 180 from his second year to third year, you know? Um, so, and he's really changed for those people holding on hope to those guys that are going in their third year for you. Like, hold on, man, maybe the light bulb goes off then. But yeah, okay, man, you kind of you backed me off a little bit on that rent. I mean, it's possible. I mean, if he's already sitting six, and he's and I still think I'm I'm waiting to wake up one day before we get to camp here in two weeks or some point in August where we look up at the ticker and Josh Allen has a new contract. Oh, it's coming. You know? Yeah, I mean, it's inevitable. Uh, yeah, I'm surprised that it's not done already. I mean, but I, I'm very. That's one of those that I always thought that before we got to camp. Before the season start, he was going to get a new deal. You know, the perfect example of like this argument or this conversation we're having here of how the numbers just really show how the league has shifted, how Mm -hmm. the league has changed. What's his name? Jameis Winston has a 5,000 yard passing season. And that was only a couple years ago. And that's, that's the modern NFL. Wow. I mean, because that's literally, he threw for 1,500 more yards than Jim Kelly ever did in one season. That's crazy. And that's a below average or average at best quarterback in the league right now. And even when you say the rule change, it's just like, you know, a lot of that stuff Buffalo was running was up-tempo, but a lot mm-hmm. of that was short passes out to Thurman Thomas in the backfield and him taking them. You can't you can't kind of deny what they did on the defensive side of the ball. They had some decent Bruce Smiths. Tally them guys like that. They had, you know, it was a tough place to go up to an Orchard Park to try to get a W in the nineties. You know, I've always said that if that kick, if if that kick doesn't go wide right, if they win one of those four trips to the Super Bowl, we look at that team and that run way different. No I, question. I always say that. All they need to do is cash in one of those Super Bowls, and we look at that run by the Buffalo Bills totally different. And we don't look at them at choke hard because I'll tell you, in the modern era and the salary cap, not. To, they, I can't see fathom. I mean, Patriots was probably the closest thing we saw. I can't see anybody, not alone winning, but even going to have the opportunity to lose four Super Bowls in a row. I don't see that happening anytime soon in my lifetime. Not in a salary cap era. Let me ask what, you this, uh-huh. since you say that. So would you say, is it more impressive to go to four straight Super Bowls and lose or go to one, win it, and then miss the playoffs for the next three years? Great question. I know we're up against it. I want to answer that. But before I answer that, we will get to Chris and Mike's phone call when we get back. You listen to the Sports Grind broadcasting here for the Rounders Car Club Studios. We'll be back. Today, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. Direct TV Stream brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part? There's no annual contract. So stop waiting and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package.
All right, back here on the Sports Grind, 736-9760, broadcasting here from the Rounders Card Club Studios. Today's show is being presented by Hazel Sky Smoke Shop. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by the Fighting Rooster Sports Bar, located right off of Broadway. Uh, Fighting Rooster Sports Bar, they show all the major UFC events, all the big boxing events as well. Also, they have viewing parties in the morning on stock for soccer on Saturday, Sunday mornings, and they have happy hour specials Monday through Friday. That is the Fighting Rooster Sports Bar, official sponsor of the Sports Drive. All right, I want to get back to your question here in a little bit because that's a good one because I need a couple more time segments to probably think about that. I want to get back to that one here. But uh, let's start at the NBA uh, with the NBA game real quick before we get to Chris and Mike. But last night uh, we've got a series now. Uh, You know, Milwaukee really dug deep in the fourth quarter uh, to prevail for a 109-103 victory to tie the series up at two apiece. Um, I told you yesterday these airwaves that I thought that I I figured I picked Phoenix to win the series, but I picked them to win game um, four. And to me, they they really let one get away. If they if Phoenix ends up losing this series, you can go back and look at the fourth quarter and last night's game. Uh, Phoenix did what the three the the two things I thought they did that they had to do to be successful in a place that still to this point that Milwaukee's only lost one game in the playoffs is that they got off to a good start. They won the first quarter. Uh, they were able to go into the game, uh, halftime tied at the time. And then I preached yesterday on how important the third quarter was. Phoenix won that third quarter. The problem is, is that they had a bad problem with turnovers yesterday. And it, and it was really the head of the snake was their leader, the guy that we have praised, the guy that basically is really a good chunk of responsible while they're in the finals at this point. But he had an awful game, probably one of his worst games that I've seen him have in the postseason, maybe ever or for a long time. Um, speaking of Chris Paul, you know, and that type of performance, and that tells you even though as great as we think Chris Paul is, and I know we had this discussion a few weeks back on the show about where he ranks at point guards all time and this and that, even though we had that conversation, that lets you know as good as we think of Chris Paul, really where how the magnitude of what a LeBron James is. Because can you imagine, like if LeBron has that performance yesterday in the moment, you know, he's getting killed for it. And I understand, well, LeBron's a GOAT, whatever we consider. No, well, I'm just telling you that Chris Paul has got a lot of flowers and a lot of respect of getting this team here, and he should. But I remember before this series started, I posed the question about what happens if he doesn't cash in, and this is their best opportunity to get there. So crucial turnover. Uh, I mean, he had two awful – I mean, he had five turnovers total, I think, and two of them in the fourth quarter was just terrible. The the, the going to the basket almost looked like a – Behind the back pass, that really was a sideway. You know, I'm not going to go Rod Strickland type, you know, here against the Portland Trailblazers back in the day. It wasn't that bad, but it was behind the back. And then the one at the end, you know, tied game, two or three minute mark, turnover. It looks like he could have maybe was going to slip or just let the ball go the other way. And then basically Devin Booker at that time, which I wanted to see yesterday, what kind of game was Devin Booker going to have? He had a bounce-back game. He had an awful game in game three. He had a bounce-back game in game four. But you know what? It went all for naught because they lost the game. But even in that play, Devin Booker, that that should have been a sixth foul. I mean, to me, you know, Devin Booker, 
For one, I think he needs to do a better job. Devin Booker gets a lot of frustration fouls, a lot of heated fouls, unnecessary fouls. I mean, there was a crucial point in that game to where if you grab the rebound and you go out, you have a chance to make it a two-possession game. But what happens? Devin Booker didn't really need to, comes and almost throws an elbow to clear out, you know, um, on Tucker. And they call, you know, keep the ball right here, give Milwaukee another possession, they score on it. On the foul, on the turnover I'm speaking of with Chris Paul, Devin Booker's in a situation. I don't know what he's thinking. Like, you know you have five fouls. But luckily the refs and the refs, they built up. They didn't call the sixth foul on it. The refs can't miss those calls. I know that they're human. I, I know they make mistakes, but they need to hold better accountable. You can't have four officials on the court and miss that call. That's supposed to be a sixth foul. That should have been out. He should have been gone. That's that because I think on both sides last night the officiating was off on both sides. They they were letting them like like this was a pickup game that was being officiated by shirts and skins. They they were letting they were letting a lot of stuff go uh, last night. Also, I think you know as much as we praise Monty Williams as well. I think Monty kind of showed his youth of being in the spot for the first time. Devin Booker's not a rookie, even though this is his you know first playoff go. But Devin Booker should know now how to play with five fouls. He set him out and left him out too long. It was, it was at the time the momentum started. Milwaukee started making that run in the fourth quarter. At the six minute mark, Devin Booker was still on the bench. Devin should have came in. I think he didn't come back in to like the five minute, four minute mark. That was too late. He, I think, I think you know they've done what they've done. When you get to this point, you are who you are with rotations and everything like that. But also and this, and I'm not trying to kill Monty Ford because again, this is his first go, but as a veteran coach, you got to know the pulse of the game and you got to know who's in foul trouble. And when they're in foul trouble, can that guy, is he able to play with five foul? Devin Booker has been in the league long enough. Now he's a top 10, 15 player in this league. He should know how to play with five fouls. So I think the two point guards, the head coach and Monty Williams and Chris Paul, Kind of let the team down last night. And really, you, I got to give my hats off to Aiden. Aiden's doing a decent job on Giannis. And Giannis had probably, everybody's talking about it, which I don't like to get all over hype and live in the moment. Like, oh, is that the best block of all time? It's one of In the moment, it's one of them. It was very impressive. Giannis, I mean, to recover like that and to get a block on Aiden, because to me, that was almost a seal of the game right there because the momentum at that time, it was like a, a, a seal, a lid that was on the basket for Phoenix. But if they lose this series after being up 2-0 and Chris Pauls lets this opportunity to go away, they're going to look back at that fourth quarter. And that's where it was lost. 736-9760. Let's go to the phones here real quick. Let's go to Chris. Chris, you're on the sports grind here on Ticket 760. What's up, Chris? Hey, what's going on, Cal? Hey, what's as up? always, thanks for taking my call, man. And mm-hmm. I kind of hate it, man, because you always come up with a segment that's totally opposite of the question I have. And you hit it on the nail with, uh, with Josh Allen, man. I drafted him last year. In fantasy, and everybody laughed at me, but he got me to the playoffs. Man, he, he was a beast. Anyway, uh, real quick, man, I don't know how they let Booker play with seven fouls yesterday, man. And and I don't know if you saw the game, but he said you get that call in the regular season. You don't get that call in the, fi- in, uh, in the finals. And that, got, that took me back to 2013, man. I called you after the Crabtree missed call in the end zone where Cop- uh, Cap- Collins should have won a Super Bowl, and uh, it was a no call. And I called the next day, and you said – you don't get that call in the Super Bowl. You get that call in the regular season. I just want to see if you feel the same way about uh, about last night's game. And uh, I think it's going to – you, you hit it on the nail. They let him play so much. These guys were all over the floor. It was like a game at the YMCA. 
But it's going to go seven games. And I'll tell you why. It's because the refs are going to play Suns ball next game on Saturday. And after that, they'll play Milwaukee ball. And then after that, they'll play Suns ball. I'm out, guys. Thanks. All right, thanks. Um, first off, the, I mean, you know, I can hardly remember things as what happened Monday or what I said Monday, let alone back in 2013 Super Bowl. But that does sound like my take. I'll take your word for it. But if you want to talk about that incident with the Kaepernick, if I can play, replay that a little bit, what I remember, that call, what you're talking about with Crabtree in the end zone, that wasn't as obvious as what we're talking about with Devin Booker last night. I, I do. This is the thing. There's people that subscribe that if it's forget playoffs or regular season. People look at it, if it's a foul in the first minute of the first quarter, it's a foul in the last minute of the fourth quarter. A foul is a foul. People agree with that. Some people want a game, whether it's basketball, where it's NFL, that whole cliche term, let the players decide the game. That's one of those situations to where if you subscribe to that, you look at it as like, you know, hey, if it's there, if it's a little bumping and grind, nothing wrong with that. That's not that play last night, Chris. That's an obvious foul. He wrapped him up. I mean, he was supposed to be out of the game. I mean, because really, he should be getting killed for I mean, even though he had 41 points, he had a hell of a game. He came out on fire. He had like 22, 25 at halftime. The deal is, though, he's got to know in that situation with still three, four minutes left, you got to know that, hey, I'm the second point guard on this team. I'm the shooting guard. I'm the guy that can really get my own shot. I can't hurt my team. I've got to I got to just concede that two points. But your whole comparison to that Crabtree call, that's not that was not as obvious call. I mean, pass interference and we've seen it come from instant replay challenge to not. That's still one of those subject calls. That is a wrap up. That is a wrap up of barely not even really a play on the basketball. That's 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 to me, that's that's kind of a little bit of apples and oranges, but I see you working, Chris, but appreciate the phone call. When we get back, we'll get to Mike's phone call. You listen to the sports grind broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. We'll be back. I got a million ways to get it. Shoes one. Shoes one. All right, back here on the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Sam spinning the one and twos, number 736-9760. Broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Brewster's Backyard Ice House, home of the free popcorn seven days a week, all day, all night. Also, they're home of the 275, you call it happy hour, Monday through Friday from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. Nice family-friendly uh, atmosphere, pet-friendly as well, too. That's a big thing now. That's Brewster's Backyard Ice House, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Um, also, before we head to the phone, let's give um, Chris Middleton his flowers. 40 points, six assists. Um, consistency has been the issue and in question about Middleton. He's really showed up coming back home to Milwaukee in the two games here. Um, the way he's been able to get to his spot, create his own shot. Um, he's really taking some of the pressure off from Giannis. Because like I said, Aiton, I felt they threw away a good game from Devin Booker, and they threw a, a good, especially fourth quarter defensive uh, effort from Aiden on uh, the Greek freak. And, you know, Chris Paul owned it. He said it was on him, but I've never seen him play that bad uh, in the postseason. I might have, I mean, if I could think about it, maybe I could find some, but he just totally, and you, I mean, he's two games away. You know, there is no guarantee that Phoenix, the same team led by the same coach, the same roster, is getting back to the NBA Finals next year, let alone even the Western Conference Finals. 
He's two games away. I, I'm surprised that, you know, I, you know, health-wise, we haven't really heard anything. You know, we know Chris was in COVID protocol there for a while. We've got a lot of things still going on with this COVID thing. Got people vaccinated, still getting up, finding positive. We've had – it's a lot of stuff that's still unknown. But I think Chris Paul, he was out there. I haven't heard anything with any type of ligaments or, like I said, ill effects. He looked like something was wrong with him. But I just think him – Monty Williams, they kind of let the team down a little bit, but hey, it's two apiece. Uh, both no no road team is one yet. Um, you know, we went through the uh, the Mavericks and the Clippers series where there wasn't a there was a there wasn't a home team that won. Now we're here in the finals where there's not a road team that's won a game yet. But it's coming down to two out of three. Definitely, probably smells like seven at this point. But we'll see uh, how it goes from here. Let's go back to the phone. Let's go to Mike. Mike, you on the Sports Crowner on Ticket Seven Sixty? What's up, Mike? Yeah, man. Uh, hey, I wanted to talk about make one quick comment about the um, Buffalo Bills, right quick, and then I want to say something about the Olympic team. Hey, yeah, the Buffalo Bills. You know, like I say, I told you I'm from Houston, so uh, that brings up bad memories for me because one of those playoff losses mm-hmm. was um, when the Buffalo Bills came back and stole that game away from the um, Houston Oilers. You know, mm-hmm. better known as the Texans now. But uh, yeah, Buffalo—they had an all-time team, man. Better on the offense and defense. They got—they got a lot of Hall of Famers that was on that team uh, in those four Super Bowl run. They couldn't—they couldn't quite get the Super Bowl, but uh, but they had some uh, Hall of Fame players on that on that on all four of those four of those teams. So they they, they got nothing to feel bad about when it comes to that. They just didn't win the Super Bowl. But uh, hey, now I want to talk about the Olympic team right quick. Uh, I, I don't know who told these guys and. Anybody else? This is this you and you know it. This is not a dream team that they have assembled for the Olympics for the United States. These guys can't compare with Michael Jordan, Charles Barkley, Larry Bird, and all, and other players that they have assembled. So it would. It's, I'm not going to be shocked if the U.S. doesn't win the gold medal at these Olympics because uh, if if this if this Olympic team if they think they can just roll the ball out on the basketball court and walk off with a gold medal this year, it's not going to happen. You see the two losses that they've had already. I know that these were uh, just, um, you know, games that didn't really matter. But I, I really believe that this United States team, they, uh, they, 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 they're not going to win a gold medal. It wouldn't surprise me if they finished second or third. But this is definitely not a dream team, and I thank you for taking my call. All right, Mike, thanks for the phone call. Um, the um, Yeah, I know that brings bad memories for any Texans, Houston fan. I was horrible. I remember watching that with my dad. He was devastated for like a week or two on that one. They choked that one away. But I disagree with you. I I mean, first of all, I agree with you, Mike, on the U.S. Olympic team about the original 92 Dream Team. No, there's not going to probably be a team that's assembled like that. I know we've had some debates on some of these, you know, Kobe, LeBron early, you know, teams and probably in the, you know, 2008, 10, around there, seven areas, somewhere around there. But they're never going to, you know, compare to that 92 team. But that doesn't mean that the expectations shouldn't be the same of coming back with the goal if we're still sending professional basketball players over there. And if we have the best player in the world in some eyes still over there. Speaking of Kevin Durant. So, no, different time, way stiffer competition for our uh, U.S. Uh, U.S. men compared to what Michael and Larry and Magic was facing back in 92. That's that's facts. But at the end of the day, there's still an expectation to go get that goal wherever it's played at when you put it a team of professionals. If, if the expectations is dumbed down and it's going to dumb down from the fan aspect, my whole point then, let's start sending the amateurs over there. Let's send the college kids over there if that's the case. 
736-9760. We'll get the Leeds phone call. And I want to revisit Sam's situation about Buffalo. We got some other things in the docket. We'll be back. about mcdonald's all day can't get it off my mind i can already taste it Ooh, got my mind on my mouth and my mouth ready for some mickey d's deal there's a deal for every moment at mcdonald's right now get two of your favorites for just 350 mix and match a classic mcchicken a hot and spicy mcchicken or a juicy mcdouble price and participation may vary cannot be combined with combo meal single item at regular price 